Hello, Ash, and welcome back to another Haunted Pub Crawl. Can I just say happy birthday for yesterday? Ah, yes. My birthday this week, your birthday last week. It's all yes. celebration yeah. time in pursuit yeah. of the paranormal headquarters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How have you been? Did you have a good day? Yeah, it's good. It's good. I mean, not doing much nowadays at our age, but yeah. Speak to yourself. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll KFC yeah. from a tea, so that'll do me. That is always a treat. Always. <laughs> a t- I love a KFC. Yeah, good. But you had a good day. It was finished work. It was all good. <laughs> awesome. All good. Awesome. So today is actually St. Patrick's Day. Yes. And I don't really drink, but tonight we're going to a pub. We're couple going to of pubs. a couple of pubs, yeah. And what a better place to stay than up north again. So I for my first one, I'm in South Shields. Cool. And this particular pub, let me pull that picture up for you. This particular pub, uh, bar, gastro pub it is now. I've actually very been hips, there. Very hipster. Very hipster. I've been there. You let have? Me... It's called the Grotto in Marsden, in South Shields. Nice. Is that the beach or something? That is the beach. That is Cliff Face behind. That's cool. the gastro pub and accommodation. And this thing is the a lift. Tower. It's a ah. lift. So you, you start at the top there. You walk across a platform to the top. You get a lift down. I've been in it. Weirdly. Mm. Cool. So it was an ideal when they come up and I was thinking, yeah. But my last memory of going there was in 1991. I was a, a certain age. Ago. And I had an ice cream. I remember that. That's it. <laughs> I don't recall any scary goings on. But. Was that 35 years ago? Wow. No, five years ago. No, 30 years ago. 32 years ago. 32. Yeah, my wow. maths is terrible. Wow. 32 years ago. <laughs> anyway. So, this is Marsden's Grotto, or The Grotto in Marsden, South Shields, which is the northeast of the UK. Um, And we were in Newcastle, which is just down the road from South Shields, last last episode. So, this is, as I mentioned, it's got a brick brick shaft, houses a lift from the clifftop car park, which leads down to a two-story building below, which is partly built into the cliff face. It's also, the as of today, the UK's only coastal cave bar and restaurant. Cave bar. Which also has boutique accommodation. And from the bar, you can access a heated terrace at beach level, as you can see down at the bottom there. Um, and you can step down onto the enclosed cove looking out to Marsden Rock. So we'll come on to some of the reviews, TripAdvisor reviews. Awesome. A little bit later on. We love Which is them. awesome. We do love them. We do love them. Uh, based on the reviews, not sure I'll go there, but not again anyway. But <laughs> in terms of ghosts wise, there's plenty of uh, plenty of reviews there. So that's good. I'll come on to those in a moment. So sure. the Grotto started life as a small cave until 1782 when a local miner named 
uh, known as Jack the Blaster, increased its size using explosives to turn it into a home for him and his wife. The unusual home started pulling in visitors and the couple cashed in by selling refreshments. Even when smugglers came knocking looking for somewhere to hide their illicit cargo. The grotto was later taken over by a Scottish pub landlord who extended the caves further, creating a 15-room inn that included a ballroom. After various disputes over its ownership, the grotto fell into a state of disrepair. The buildings we see today were constructed in 1938 when the lift was added to complement the zigzag steps down the cliff face to the north. So, yeah, you don't really want to be going up and down those stairs. That is quite a hefty distance as well. Yeah, it looks there. It looks pretty tall. Yeah. And being the northeast, it's pretty Cold. chilly most of the time. <laughs> yeah. 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 And for somebody who's from down south, as I think I mentioned last last episode, I'd be wearing a coat. My relatives would be wearing T-shirts. So um, even colder for me. So, however, this iteration of the grotto closed its doors to drinkers in 1999, only to reopen as a high-class seafood restaurant a few years later. Since then, the grotto has changed hands several times, and the current owners purchased the grotto five years ago. So that's a little bit of the history. Mm -hmm. uh, but the grotto's paranormal activity is said to be caused by seven different ghosts, including the spirits of two smugglers, a black and white cat, and Jack the Blaster himself. Black Jack, and white cat? Yeah, yeah. Jack is said to have been murdered in the grotto by smugglers that he'd betrayed by reporting them to the authorities. It's claimed he was hung in a barrel in a cave and left to starve. Not very pleasant. And if you're left to starve, that's that's not a slow process either. You don't just starve overnight, do you? That's quite a... Yeah, it's quite a, a slow process. Yeah, yeah. The ghostly goings-on in the grotto include sightings of shadow figures, classic, unexplained sounds such as knocking on various doors, and a chain which once hung at the side of the bar, which was rattling. A former landlord would leave a tankard veil on the bar each night after closing and would find it empty the next morning. Don't know if that's a ghost or maybe a cleaner. I don't know. Yeah. Um, cleaner's always pissing the morning. You always smell of alcohol. What's that all about? <laughs> um, witnesses also claim to have heard disembodied whispers in otherwise empty rooms. Sudden and unexplained battery drains have been reported and light anomalies have even and even ghostly figures have been caught on camera. I've not been able to find those pictures, just to clarify. <clears throat> there are reports of poltergeist activity, most notably in the form of ashtrays being thrown against walls with enough force to smash them. Nice. Toilets. Yeah, that's shocking. To, I mean, sat there next minute. Yeah, I suppose that's that must be a fairly old story because you, you can't have an ashtray in a pub anymore, can you? Well, true, I suppose you can. True. Just can't smoke. Um, the toilets are also said to be a hotspot for poltergeist activity. As always. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, let me pull up the TripAdvisor. Here we go. Ready? Always. <laughs> so, is it haunted? Somebody put just over a year ago. 
somebody put, I went on an overnight investigation there about 18 years ago. Uh, I was alone in the restaurant and heard whispering to the side of me and there was nobody in the room. We've got Liv G say, my question is if the staff gave reports about what was happening, why haven't they quit their job if they were so scared? Um, Liv has also put, yes, it has a history that is peppered with tales of smugglers, mysterious deaths and countless suicides. So it doesn't really come as a surprise that Marsden Grotto is haunted. That was three months ago. And that's true. If it's had a bit of a um, sort of a challenging past in terms of deaths, that's generally quite a traumatic place. That tends to have a few issues, mm-hmm. doesn't it? I suppose like the olden days with like the smugglers and yeah. sort of sort of it's kind of like the wild west of the sea type stuff going on around yeah. the coastal little coves and stuff like that on the on the shoreline. Yeah. It also turns out that in two thousand and two thousand and one, the TV series Ghost Detectives, narrated by former Doctor Who Tom Baker, filmed an episode at the grotto over four to five days. And during filming, several paranormal events were logged, which could not be logically explained at the time. One thing that was remembered as being a particular interest was a shadowy figure walking across the internal staircase that was seen by several investigators, but only viewable on cameras in fast forward or fast reserve, uh, reverse, sorry, and not in normal play mode almost as if outside of the known frame rate, it was possible time as we currently understand it. That's weird. I have to excuse me, people. I've got COVID and I'm coughing. Um, (laughs) Somebody else has put, I know people have worked there and they've certainly experienced unexplained happenings, if not full-blown spectral manifestations. Somebody else has put, I'm sure there are probably many different stories about it being haunted by the smugglers, but I have never had any experiences there, and I have been a few times. So, Sue M. from London, not impressed. Not a believer. Not a believer. Not a believer. So a southern person also. <laughs> so that is a few of the TripAdvisor reviews, which we're fortunate enough to get. Sometimes we get them, sometimes we don't. Um it is a nice place, quite a unique looking place. Yeah, it's pretty cool that place. And being a smuggler's den, you would expect it to be have some kind of rich history, which it appears to have. A few trauma and traumatic events, which possibly could explain why some previous guests are still frequenting. And that is the grotto at Marsden in South Shields. Very interesting, very interesting. I just want to briefly mention a bit of synchronicity, I guess. Oh, go on. You mentioned Tom Baker being the host of that TV show that was yeah. there. So today is, in the UK, it's Red Nose Day. It is. Not sure to have that in other countries. It's like a charity day where people do fun things and raise money for, for charities around the world. Yeah. And so it had like kind of like a dress-up day at work kind of thing to... And he didn't dress up anything. He had to like give money. So yeah, you like pay a forfeit and that, didn't you? Yeah. So I wore my Tom Baker Doctor Who no scarf no today way. at work. Mm-hmm. Big like sixteen foot long Tom Baker scarf. No way. So oh, yeah, we that... said Tom Baker. Then I was like, oh, well, I was wearing his scarf today. Let me replicate a scarf that I've got. That's weird. That the only weird. time I've ever mentioned like Doctor Who or Tom Baker on yeah. 
in an episode and the day I was wearing a scarf for the first time in I don't know how long ago. And we don't generally come on to these knowing what the other one's done. We might know what mm. area or what specific pub, but we don't, until we go on these episodes, we don't really, well, we don't talk about, so I, I'm hearing your one for the first really. time. Yeah. yeah. And you're hearing mine for the first time. So yeah. How cool. That's weird. No, it's another synchronicity with that scarf. So last year we were doing a Skywatch with UFO Identified. We met up at a pub beforehand. And it's it was cold, I think it's November, maybe or October, and it's a cold night. So I and it's a nice warm big scarf, and you can wrap it around quite a few times, it's that long. I thought I wear it because of a Skywatch, it's gonna be cold at night. So I wore the the, the scarf. When I got there, one of the other people, Steve, who we've had on the show, he's got like the same hat as Tom Baker wears. Oh wow! And he had the hat on. So at this point, the scarf was still in the bag where he's been went outside in the cold. I was like, no way! I was like, I got something you can wear, and gave him a scarf. So he had the full <laughs> like Doctor Who hat scarf. Like, what are the chances that I brought my scarf Weird. and he brought the hat randomly on the same? Maybe it's the scarf. Could be. could be, could be. It's actually my mum knitted it as well, so it's like, oh wow, it's not exactly like Todd Baker's one, but it's very, very similar and obviously homemade, unique. So yeah, but how odd? Maybe the, maybe the wool's got some magic powers in it. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> anyway, you know, anyway, about the whole episode one day, I'd, I'd love that. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, so onto my pub, and again, just outside of Newcastle. Going to a pub called the Wheat Chief in West Bolden. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, another quite typical white fronted boozer. And this apparently was voted the most haunted pub in the UK <laughs> really? in 2004. Oh, wow. It's a yearly yeah. award. Yeah. So as pubs get more haunted each year, I guess. Well, it should be the same for every year. Really. It should be, really, shouldn't it? <laughs> it, is, it is the most haunted. Yeah, we've won this every year since time began. <laughs> cool. Thanks. Yeah. So this is sort of kind of based around a TV show that was filmed there. And Rob Kirkup, who's like a local panel investigator historian from the area, talks about there's a charity ghost hunting event at this pub in Town and Weir. And it was very, very remarkable evening. So it's a charity, a psychic night. They had a professional medium, Suzanne Hadwin, running the event. You hadn't been told of any sort of the history of, of the building. 19th century building, so a couple hundred years old. And some things that have happened previously, such as young girl being seen in a reflection in the toilets. Ooh. Like a distressed young girl being seen in the reflection, but when you turn around, there's no one there. A child's handprint found in jelly, which had been inside a locked industrial fridge. Okay. Weird. A bit weird. If you're not going to be a chef, it'd be like bigger. It was locked. Yeah. And the jelly had handprint in it. And as she's doing readings to the customers in the pub on this charity night, she picked up on an evil, angry presence. And her mind was filled with visions of truly horrific crimes against children. Suzanne said that there were 37 spirits within the premises, and one in particular was crying out for help. 
Could be the girl that's seen the mirror. Could be the Ooh. girl who put a hand in the jelly. You think like it's something that kid would go for, isn't it? Jelly. Yeah. yeah. It's a kid's. I mean, I love jelly, but it is like a kid's. <laughs> yeah, I look going to a buffet and a jelly. I'm like, yes. Loads <laughs> of jelly at the all you can eat. Did buffet. you have jelly on your birthday yesterday, KFC? No, I didn't, but I'm going tomorrow for Mother's Day, so we're going to have. She's going to make jelly. Mum's going to make some jelly for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mum's <laughs> little soldier. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's Mother's Day in the UK, we do like a joint. Because yeah. like, we had KFC yesterday and then we're going at the weekend, like, like a big landing. Like, but Mother's Day and my birthday, kind of joint family thing, everyone's coming. Got you. And it's going to be jelly. So I'll have... I won't put my hand in it though. <laughs> so. I do. Maybe. It's <laughs> a drink you get. <laughs> so this girl apparently the medium was able to get her name as Jessica Ann Hargreaves quite specific Ooh. was six years old when her life was taken from her so after the sort of charity event ended Suzanne the medium went to talk to the staff and sort of in more detail about what she had seen worked, like found out obviously she didn't want to talk about it in front of all the guests Apparently, Jessica had been taken to the cellar, raped, and then strangled to death by a man in his 30s called Joseph Lawrence, who she believed to be a landlord or a barman. After killing little Jessica, Joseph hacked her lifeless body to pieces and hid her body in the pub, later returning and moving her remains. So, pretty, pretty dark. Wow, <laughs> yeah, you took it proper dark, didn't you? <laughs> a little bit of a warning at the start of this episode, maybe. yeah. Um, <laughs> but the Thanks, Ash. <laughs> the spirit of Joseph Lawrence, which the medium believes to be an alias, his real surname being Armstrong, which is a little bit unusual because yeah, that's what you really hear. I like, all oh, got this person's name, but that's an alias. That's his yeah. real name. Spit. Pick two names out. That's quite. Hmm. Apparently, his spirit remains there, forever tormenting the ghost of young Jessica. He wasn't the only victim. Suzanne believes that he brutally killed eight other children within the very walls of the pub. Describing him as a vicious evil man, obviously, and that the atmosphere being inside the building made the actual sick. What? Suzanne was confident she knew where Jessica's body had been hidden initially before he came and took the body and felt that the girl was leading her down to the cellar. She so led downstairs, staff led Suzanne downstairs, and she knew immediately that this was the very location where the vicious sexual attack took place and where Jessica's young life ended. She pointed at a wall and told staff that behind that wall was a fireplace, and it was there that Jessica's dismembered corpse had been burnt and hidden before being later removed. One night afterwards, curiosity got the better of the landlord and they actually knocked down the wall in the basement, in the cellar, and behind it, they found the fireplace. No. Where she said the fireplace would be. No. And she was like, like no way of knowing. Wow. Like, he's probably, probably could have, he really got in some records somewhere, but yeah. she said wow. that there's a fireplace there, and that's where this girl's body was burnt. Crikey. And apparently... Within the fireplace, to find a child's shoe, no. a torn piece of dress, and a no, of hair. Shut up. <laughs> very, very, very freaky. Suzanne returned after obviously hearing, learning about this 
in the attempt to release the tortured souls to help them find peace. This now gets even more freakier. I won't say okay. scary because that's pretty scary, but a bit more creepier. Hmm. So while she was sort of trying to move the souls on, Suzanne had a tape recorder running. No. Trying to make contact. She listened back to the tape with the mm. staff. And you can hear on the tape recording, I'm coming for you, Suzanne. I'm going to kill you, Suzanne. What? The and actual that was, fuck. And that was like closed day on, on the voice recorder. On the, on the um, yeah, the sound recorder. And the staff heard it as well. That was with her at the, on the night. Oh, my God. <laughs> So despite the threats, Suzanne like didn't sort of listen to it and carried on doing her work and researching it. And apparently, after doing lots of research in the local library, things like this, they found records of their names. The killer and little girl. So they were no way. real people. So she's from the she area. pulled that one out of the bag. So quite, a, and that was on a on a TV show. So I want to watch. Yeah, um, it's a Discovery Channel documentary in two thousand four. What's it called? It doesn't actually say. Okay, well it can't be that what? hard to find. <laughs> no, well I uh, definitely want to watch that. Fucking episode. hell, yeah, that is insane. What would do? If is all that's find... true, that is insane. If we can get the link or the name of the program, well, we'll put that in the notes as well. Christ, that's dark. Definitely. Very dark. <laughs> that's dark. Yeah. Ah, no, I found it. So it's called Haunting the Wheat Sheaf Horror. Dark country. That covers it, I would say. Christ. Okay. I'll have a. Wow. I don't Very know if I want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I say it's like. Some of that is true. It's just even thing like she said, like the fireplaces behind this wall, and then they knock the wall down, find the fireplace, and yeah. a bit of a dress and a lock of hair and all this stuff. Like, what the fuck? If anybody else has watched that program, let us know your thoughts as well. I'm gonna have a watch of it this weekend. Bloody Definitely hell! I'll find that. Apparently, it's on Pluto. I don't know what Pluto okay. is. Pluto's a bit like. Paramount and all those kind of app things now. You can probably it's put I bet it's on YouTube. I bet it's on YouTube or somewhere. Mm, yeah, probably it actually. Yeah. So yeah, so that is the very dark story of the wheat sheaf in West Bolton. I don't know how you follow that really with any words. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. See you next Happy time. Happy Patrick's Day. <laughs>